This is the first official 2022 season of CrossFit that we will be discussing. We just closed out the 2021 season with a series of uh, recap podcasts, which we had a lot of fun with. Hope you did too. And uh, we've got myself. We've got Taylor. Hey. We have Teddy. Media man. The normal crew we've got here. No special guests today. They've shunned us until now. But uh, we did have a nice dinner beforehand. Teddy, how was dinner? Dinner was so good on the, what do you call flat top? Flat top. The new flat top. The new toy. (laughs) Taylor got a concept two bike. You got a flat. (laughs) I got a flat Flat top grill, which is awesome. Actually, the flat top grill's gotten more use than the C2 bike. I mean, more use from you, or I've probably used a C2 bike more time frame than the probably girl so good to know we made some nice smash burgers tonight so anybody if you're out there i would highly recommend (laughs) so all right what uh what do we got on topic today i think we're what we're going to do is we're going to tackle something a little controversial we are actually going to talk about uh peds and ricky garrard the news this week that he was accepted back into the crossfit community he was banned for four years for getting caught with PEDs. What was it, 2017 games after he finished third place on the podium. And uh, I guess he served his four-year sentence, whatever you want to call it. His time. His yeah. time, did his time, and uh, he's coming back. So I think he, you know, a little bit of, uh, I think, looking forward, he will be, I think he officially accepted his invite to the Dubai Championship, which I'm not exactly sure was, but that just came out this week. Um and uh, he's going to be there. And then I think uh, Castro posted either earlier this week or late last week, welcome back. And I, he is free to do the open. And as far as he can physically get through that for the, the next CrossFit season. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of chatting about that. I know October 3rd is his official reinstatement to Dubai. must be after that. Yeah, we're yeah. So. in December. I mean, and we're almost there. So yeah. people who have seen the CrossFit Games documentary on the 2017 okay. Games know exactly what we're talking about um people who haven't who have been you know following even just this past season will know that like um drug tests positive results happen and they like are a big deal like i mean that was breaking news uh multiple times this season was a big deal so this is like we're talking about a game individual games athlete on the podium testing positive yeah i think the biggest thing about this about ricky testing positive was he was the first athlete on the podium to test positive and the first one that made a big difference in how things potentially could have played out at the games. Um, we went back and looked at his stats from the games itself and he um, took first in three events so at least from three. 2017 and then out of the 18 events he was top 10 in um, 11 of those events. So if you look at the stats that way that's actually going to be a huge um factor on the podium and factor of who's in the top 10 top 20 because those points are so valuable and I think that was kind of you know a lot of points that were brought up after the fact was you know you can you rework the leaderboard take out his yeah uh, places and you know shuffle it around and CrossFit just left it as it was um, but that was a thing that people were definitely questioning because of how well he did at the games under the influence I didn't so. think about that because we always talk about Vellner not mm-hmm. getting his cut at the that's yeah. total you're totally right um, we said that he's the first athlete to test positive who'd finish on the podium. He's the only one to, to right? Yes. Yeah. That, uh, that I know of. That we know of, yeah. I mean, you look back all the years, I don't, I don't think. They're in the, in the open division, 34 and under or whatever, there's, yeah. we would know, if, right? So yeah, We should know, yeah. So <laughs> it's, ha- it's happened in the Masters. Yes, the sure, Masters. Sure. It happened in my, in my age bracket, the, the age bracket below me when I was in that one, the, the winner did. Mm-hmm. I think the winner this year, even at uh, the 50. The 50 the 55, 50, I, or 54. Yeah, 54 yeah. pops, the, the, the winner. Yeah. So it's happening in the Masters because they're, t- they're starting to test them more. Yes. Um, but uh, it did not, as far as I know, this it, he's been the, uh, you know, the, the, the first under 34, like full-blown full blown individual, individual to, yeah. to test Yeah, positive. I mean, the, the in the moment... That day of breaking news, I would I'd say it's, if it's not the biggest piece of like games games mm-hmm. news, uh, I it's got to be one of them. Uh, oh, you know? for sure. So it's we're talking. This is this is four years ago, and he's like we said, he's got third. And the kind of if you watch the documentary, the theme is like, is this going to be the guy that can kind of almost run with 
yeah. Fraser. He's young. He's like got a lot of potential, but in the sport to grow. Well, that bam. came out before. Well, it, it, that was filmed, obviously, and mm-hmm. put together yeah. in production before the announcement. Correct. Yes. So you know, you just just watching that, and then you know, watching the games too, because you know, I was a fan certainly in seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was dominant. You know, he was the only athlete to really push. Not the only athlete, but he was one of very few that were able to actually push. Frazier, mm-hmm. Frazier, and then um, you know he win workouts. I mean, think about yeah. how many times it was either Frazier or him, mm-hmm. or maybe very few other folks that were out there that yeah. were that were kind of taking those top spots. Yeah, there are very few people that could beat Fraser and the ones that could be like one and done sort yeah. of. Yes, events. they had their special um, events. So the the documentary came out. He tested positive, and then the documentary came out. But they used a lot of like the broadcast mm-hmm. footage and sayings, and like that's yes. like he. So it's a big deal in what we're saying. So he gets suspended for four years, Taylor, right? Yes. And that's another thing that when this happens, and I mean, four years has usually been like a quote unquote death sentence for athletes, right? Like, yes. Well, and so I think a, a beauty of him as an athlete, he was only 23 when he tested positive. And, you know, in the sport of CrossFit, that's actually pretty young for a guy to be challenging on the podium. The women, not so much. They can be a little younger. But most of the guys are a little bit older when they're podium and things like that. So the fact that he showed that ability so young, people were so excited. But the fact that, again, he had four-year suspension, he's only 27 or 28 now. So he really is still young. And you see, I mean, you know, Froning stopped when he was, you know, 30 or whatever. And so he's still got three years until he's at that age, technically. And he still has a lot of really good fitness potentially to show so and so he's overcome the two main obstacles of a he was young enough to to come back mm-hmm. and b he actually has spent the four years like it's really yes. easy to quit right those four years yes. i like give fight for a little bit then not give up so before we dive into moving forward the last thing that i wanted to like cover is some of uh what has happened between that like since his test yep. positive mm-hmm. and and today, because he hasn't been just silent for four years, has he, Matt? He has not. He's been pretty, uh, you know, it, it comes and goes on social media. Um, you know, there was a period of time where he was silent. Um, I mean, you can even back up from there. You know, he, he had a four-year suspension, which means, you know, he didn't get it reduced to two. So, you know, a lot of, this, of, of some other folks that mm-hmm. they'll come out and say, hey, I got some tainted supplements. You know, if you get, so no matter what, if you get something in your system, you're, you're, you are, suspended for two, two years. years. years that's if you prove where it came from where it was like a tainted yeah. substance or something like that so he obviously didn't get that so um you know there's that's maybe another topic for you know on down the on down the road but um you know it's you know yeah and just saying like he hasn't like he was quiet for a period of time after he tested positive but he's so, slowly so I, I, I don't know if that was him researching oh, yeah, for... or him hiding or whatever yeah. it may be but he'll start to pop up yeah, and I, I would say in the past, really, the biggest thing happened was last year during the online CrossFit Games. Um, because The top 30 were just doing the workouts at home, um, vying for a top five spot. And he posted all of his videos um, and scores and times and was very loud about it. And um, when they went back and like plugged him into the thing, he would have been fifth. So he technically would have made... Um, if he was eligible to do that, he would have made the games. And so he, you know, I I mean, obviously that was a very big like driving factor for him as well. Cause I feel like this past year he's been a lot louder about what he's been doing. Um, but you know, that was, he was, you know, letting everyone know, like he's here to play. Um, and he's still crossfitting and still ready to go. And he's, um, if you go and look at his Instagram, you know, he's posted him doing, some you know semifinal workouts um i think the open workouts and then he even had um himself doing like he had the workout with the pig that they did at the games he was posting about that so he's been doing a lot of these workouts and testing his ability compared to everyone else and you know you always had the caveat of well you don't have a judge you're not in the same environment um you're not you know when you're at the games you basically stand there for 30 minutes before you touch any equipment on the field so you know a little different environment from that standpoint but he's definitely showing his capabilities um he's been doing what like rich did this year for individual like it was an individual quarterfinals he did i, I believe yeah rich Fryman did all the individual quarterfinal tests but yes. did not register for it and they Correct. did it with a timer yep. and they showed it all yeah so he's been doing he's done that enough and then he would sh- 
show glimpses of other workout yes. stores like he had enough street cred to be like okay so yeah. Yeah. but like you said those those are those are major major differences with like the judges and all that stuff yeah and you know like i said he's but I, he's obviously still showing he's very fit and very capable um yes. well when you say that he popped he popped up with the games workouts last year that's kind of when if you look back on his instagram he's always posted you know he's heading some some PRs and some lifts mm-hmm. and some, you know, doing some squats or he's doing a competition here or there and things like that. But he's really, I guess, maybe focused his energy back towards CrossFit, meaning yes. aiming it at CrossFit. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm coming for yeah, you. Yeah. You know, that's, he, there was a video last year that, uh, you know, he kind of talked some smack to Frazier about. And mm-hmm. like he, he those, that was kind of like directing his energy back towards, you know, the CrossFit as a whole, yes. which they've, he's kind of kept himself a little separate from that yes. with everything else yeah. up to this point. So he got a little louder in the past year, year and a half. Yeah. And so I'd say like on the, him being loud, the, the loudest he was personally, I think was calling out like Fraser yes. by name. And he was certainly like loud. Like you, he's, He's got good celebrations, reactions, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. And like his, but him posting, a, he could post those open workouts and without yeah. even a caption and like it would go viral for mm-hmm. in the community. But the going out of the way to call out Fraser and like, yes. like it was very, uh, you know, it reminds you of like a UFC fighter boxing. Like he's trying <laughs> yeah. to get the like the. It's like Conor McGregor. Yes, <laughs> he's yes. stirring the pot for sure. Um, and that's in, in the whole, I mean, this could be a whole nother podcast, but Fraser's reaction to it has been certainly like interesting at the time. It's, uh, you know, it was like notable, but he, you know, it's a little, when he was in before he was retired, he was like, that's, I'm above that. Like not mm-hmm. really going to pay attention to it. He has like opened up a little bit more in the, in the post yeah. retirement world. And like, uh, but that's, so he's making noise. And if I had to like summarize it, Matt, he's, recently been like over the past year or whatever like you start seeing like oh i'm gonna be back soon like like the energy builds and builds and it's like okay he is gonna it is he's certainly uh excellent marketing yeah Yeah. oh he's like (laughs) yes he i I mean and so like we've kind of you know been talking about there's gonna be a lot of different reactions to this news and um if you're just an instagram follower and you've really only been following him you know recently you're gonna have a huge um huge potential to be very excited about him because he's an athlete that's going to come in and stir the pot and probably, you know, take some of those points from the top people and really show his, um, his abilities. And so right now you definitely have mixed reactions from everyone in the community because these people are, um, you know, Instagram followers and that have followed him since back then are excited to see where let's take it as that. Let's take it as, you know, as those two, people let's mm-hmm. take it as uh you know just an individual you know a, a gym goer yeah. that, that hears this and you know what, what would their reaction be and then we can come back and take it as like an athlete like us competing in the sport of crossfit you know how do we feel about that and mm-hmm. we know what our reaction so like general gen pop person th- that comes in and says hey what what the heck is going on in crossfit right now there's what's this guy yeah. talking about um, I think they're gonna. I think they're excited, and that's you kind of see that right now. Like Morning Chalk Up just did an article about it, and people are excited. They're like the villain of CrossFit. Like this is what we've been waiting for, and you know every sport <laughs> kind of has like a quote unquote villain or someone that you root against and always does really well. And it seems like he would kind of fit that role pretty nicely from the standpoint of, um, you know, you love to hate him. But you hate to love him. Is that what those phrases? <laughs> Something like that. I like I think you just uh, made that up, but it sounds good. <laughs> he both from the sense of like so his circumstances. He literally te- he cheated and tested yes. positive, so that is, and then his personality also fits mm-hmm. right into the yeah. the um, you know the villain. It, yes, the it's villain like role. the villain, the underdoggy villain yes. too. Like the uh, like he's not the Yankees, I wouldn't say, mm-hmm. but he's sort of like the the pitcher or the hockey player that like always gets under there like yeah. under the other team's skin yes. like is standing in front of the like net the, the agitator in hockey that goes out and tries to draw the penalty yeah you know and, it's mm-hmm. always in your face and let's this is a side note that we talk about on a lot of episodes but like that it is a good thing like our good 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 on ricky to like have the self act like knowledge or realization like he like this is a sport where you get paid like personality drives a lot of yeah, it also does it. so like and capitalizing on it he's clearly making um some sort of a living like doing it so like mm-hmm. that's you know conor mcgregor he's super annoying and does all that stuff but like dude like it people works, love it. it works yeah. yeah and there's the there's so 
good on him because more, like honestly more crossfit athletes could yeah could learn from uh learn from so that's there's the ca- i think casual fans there's the casual fan that knows the games but wasn't really following in mm-hmm. 2017 there's the fans that were still casual um i call like i got a couple buddies in dallas like one jared uh knows all has watched all the documentaries knows it well but mm-hmm. like is pretty casual like yeah. he's he's different than like uh we were talking to izzy today at the gym yeah. um or he like oh ricky like i can't he's finally it's this yeah. is the year and that person is like excited to see the drama they're not necessarily excited for ricky mm-hmm. but they're like okay this is gonna be like you know tune in they're throwing a wrench into the plans yeah. so it's kind of I mean, people love watching that kind of stuff. I mean, you, gotta, sure. you have to have something. Well, it's like if, when Ricky's in the Austin, like the semifinal or whatever, yeah. like missing that or not watching that, like you're going to, that's like missing out. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. almost like. You got to see what yes. he does is the thing. And so it brings up, we were talking about this earlier today, the three of us, and it brings up a, like an interesting, um, like, I don't dilemma, but two sides of the coin, whatever you want. There's mm-hmm. the the fans. Yes. And then there's the athletes, coaches, the people that are on the, like that competition floor mm-hmm. in the sport. It's it's the people in the stands and the people on the field. You know, you can compare yeah. it. And they are, I think it's, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you here now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very hard for my buddy in, in Dallas, the casual fan that knows a lot, mm-hmm. will have, be like, oh, I didn't, I wouldn't have even thought about that from an elite at like yeah. no no remorse like he'd be like dude i don't want to show any remorse like i want to be yeah. Conor McGregor. but then you think about it from an athlete so taylor kind of talk through uh you know the initial parts of what it's like from that i mean so we've had you know some conversations about this the past couple of days and um I, I want like people that test positive to be able to participate in the sport again because you know like you served your time um, and you should be able to, but it's also very hard at a point when, um, you just don't feel a lot of remorse for someone and like, or from someone, like they're not, um, you know, apologetic for what they did and you feel like they might just do it all over again, potentially. So, um, I think that's kind of, you know, if you look at some of the other like top athletes opinions on it, you know, they're, um, you know, not necessarily against him, but also aren't going to go out of their way to be, uh, with him either. Um, you know, they want to make sure that they're playing against a clean field and that, you know, technically he's, uh, we don't really know what CrossFit protocols have been for the past four years. How often have they tested him? How much have they, you know, looked at things? I know we got that negative test, um, earlier this year, but have they tested him the three years prior to that? Like there's just no, um, no clarity from, you know, both sides. Ricky hasn't really said anything. Crosser really hasn't said anything besides just showing one negative test, but he's had four years and no one really knows what's happened in those four years besides that one thing. Yeah. I think, um, like even diving deeper and like, there's, you know, you step onto the floor. This is as, Mm -hmm. you know, as I imagine from the media lane, but like, there's like, you look at all your competitors and like, there's a respect, like mutual appreciation to what it took to get there. And like everybody, you know, and so when, somebody goes against that it's obviously like damn like you know mm-hmm. you you took a spot away from somebody that could have been here and like you also tried it whatever and then you show no remorse yeah. on top of that it's like a, you know it's um that's that's where my head goes in terms of like the i would be even more like yeah you're maybe he's cycling maybe he's still on it or whatever but it's like he's i'm i'm more pissed that he just like doesn't even like, yeah there's to steal the counter mcgregor quote so i'd like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah, got the microphone after a fight, <laughs> which is kind of, which is not exactly his perspective, in my opinion. You know, all of us, this mm-hmm. is just our opinions of what's going on, but it's like, you know, he got caught you, you vehemently did not. You know, there's two ways that you go about it, right? You take the route of somebody that, uh, the team division this year, where the, the husband and wife and the husband mm-hmm. was like, yeah, you know what? I really wasn't competitive anymore, so I wasn't competing. So I did this to get stronger and to kind of get healthy. And then, boom, we got a team in. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Or you vehemently deny or say that you came in tainted supplements, which seems to be the excuse of the, excuse of the week. Um, and that's the one he did. And then his brother comes out yeah. and, and vehemently denies and rips CrossFit to shreds about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, holding him out there as a pony. 
and then uh, you know taking everything away from him. But it's like you know he got hit well, something. His brother came out there and tested positive. Well, and then as well. I was getting, I was getting there. So you know, and then yeah. he tests positive for the exact same yes, thing. Yes, exact same thing. Um, like he's got to be like, God damn it, man. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, so it's there's two different ways that you could go about this, and he chose the route that I think, from an athlete perspective. It, it kind of, it can, it can be irritating because mm-hmm. it'd be like, Hey, you know, he's, he's making some BS excuse that uh, everybody's kind of hiding behind because you really can't prove it or can you prove it? It's like, really, mm-hmm. what do we do here? And then he kind of, you know, gets for the first couple posts, actually, after he got caught, mm-hmm. we're like, you know, I, I think if you can go back in his Instagram, it's like one of the first ones was him posting a PR back at his gym. Like, yeah. you know, hold on. <laughs> Wouldn't you... Leave that off the internet. Yeah. If you had just gotten busted for PEDs and taken everything away mm-hmm. from you and you're trying to kind of re- rebuild your brand, yeah. I wouldn't post any strength PRs at all for, yeah. a, for a while because we can get to it. I got some opinions on you know, like mm-hmm. CrossFit and the testing and stuff like that. But it's like I would try to clean up my, my profile, clean up and, and win back some fans. And then you can, you can kind of go back mm-hmm. to the villain after a while. But, I mean, you're not winning any. And you awards lost a lot one. more right yeah. there so than you won for sure. Just that—that's the route that that he took, and um, you know, from an athlete opinion, I guess it just could, he could have handled it. You know, if he, if he was my buddy, I'd I'd help him to handle it a little bit better for sure. So I, I, Taylor and I were talking on the gym today. I giving uh, the only opposite side of that is there is there's not a playbook out there for a 23 year old to get no. third in the the CrossFit Games, go back to Australia later find that you test positive and then have a huge documentary yeah. where you are the centerpiece <laughs> right. of it. And like, there's not really like a, uh, like, Hey, can somebody do, tell me how to do my social media? There are, there are definitely people that could have helped him do better mm-hmm. for sure. But there's like, <clears throat> if I'm a, like he definitely could have done better. And, uh, but that was, I think back to, it was me or whatever. But, um, so there's like a couple there's there's a couple there's so many different ways to go here there's what you said Matt he was not only um, like he said oh I didn't do like tainted supplements whatever he claimed he then after that like was basically well I know there are other people doing it yeah. like yeah. two cross yeah, like, like that was like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like that was like okay right. no no don't do that so you got caught shoplifting it's like well, well Tim was with me too it's like, it's like you can't it, that's <laughs> on top of it I think that really irritated um, I think Fraser came out and they mm-hmm. mentioned something about that and that uh, there was a big uproar in the community with, uh, with some other folks who were like, listen, you're not going to drag everybody else down with you just cause you got popped and yeah. there's a negativity there. And you know, he, he's got a point. There may be some other folks out there. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, my, you know, again, we're talking about opinions here. I look at people, you know, I work out six, I know I'm a master's athlete, but I work out five or six days a week, hard as can be. And I don't look like some of these folks. And, <laughs> no. and so it's like, you know, and, and people are getting pop, you know, yeah. they're, they're getting tested positively. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, and you hear all the comments like, you know, drug testing is more about, um, you know, knowledge level and education mm-hmm. and, and passing it than it is actually getting caught. Like, you know, you, if you, if you get caught, it's, it's really your own fault because you mm-hmm. could really get away with it if you really wanted to. Yeah. So it's, how do we, you know, there's like you said, Teddy, there's a whole bunch of different ways we could go about this, but it's like, it's, um, you know, in in my mind, you know, just yeah, you know, again, could have been, could have been, could have been, should have yeah, been handled sure. a little bit better. His so. initial reaction was very poor, b- yes. multiple times, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so that's that around. And like, so Taylor, what? Um, I've got this. There's, there's a Pat Pat Patrick Vellner's like Instagram post mm-hmm. after he like learned is like probably the best. Um, and I'll like pull it up here, but like that's probably the best of like the no remorse thing and the, the what it hurts yeah and just you know patrick vellner saying he he placed fourth that year so technically he got third after um ricky popped and you know he's like i didn't get that celebration on the podium i didn't get to hold my flag up and represent my country i didn't get to come home and celebrate um you know third place victory and that was you know the hardest part of that you on the spot i want you to you should read <laughs> oh, you to read, read it as okay. an athlete and i think the people listening will like kind of it's hard i really do think it's hard for the casual fan to like yeah. to so i think yeah. that this will be by good. the way this also happened to Beth, was it bethany shatburn who who got daniel 11th got 11th, daniel got daniel 11th Brandon, and yeah. then um, um 
Frakow. Yeah, Anna Frakow. Anna Frakow got tenth, and she so she. Yes. You know, it was only the ten that year the that moved on. The top ten that actually made it. In so Brand, it's happening. Yeah. It, it's happening out Brandon there. Brandon would so. have been huge in that too because she is so strong. They had that clean oh, workout yes. right away. Yeah, they had all those workouts that she so. she actually had potential to be way higher than tenth. Yeah, I don't know what their opinion was, but yeah. here, here's yep. here's so, Pat's yeah, read that. Patrick's uh, from his Instagram. Um, Last night, I was named the third fittest man on earth for the second consecutive year. Not to cheers of the CrossFit community or the joy of my family, but alone at home, sitting at my kitchen table doing homework. I am happy and proud to now be named to the podium. I am overwhelmed and excited and frankly a little giddy. However, I'm also disappointed. Those precious moments at the games are ones I worked so hard for all year, and they are the moments I can never get back. I lost an event win. I lost the experience of having back-to-back podiums. And worst of all, I lost a chance to stand on that podium with a fellow Canadian. I'm glad that CrossFit is catching some of the big fish and showing their testing works, but I'm sad to see the stain on the sport. Integrity in a sport is so important, and when someone cheats, they simply aren't cheating the sport, they're cheating the other athletes who have sacrificed a lot to get where they are. This is just sad and unfair. I actually think this is kind of a good segue um, to some of the other stuff we've been kind of talking about and wanting to bring up as well. And, you know, um, the sport itself as it evolves, um, you know, we've seen more positive tests because they're testing more, right? They're, they're going out there and, you know, there's some more tests, um, at semifinals or sanctionals or whatever the events may be. There's some more random testing that we're actually learning about, which is nice as well. Um, CrossFit's sharing a little bit more when they're testing, but they're also only testing at certain events, um, or they're only testing certain people. And that's really, um, kind of a fault in the system is when we're getting into what's going on. Like, um, not everyone's being tested. I mean, really, besides the top athletes, you don't see anybody getting tested outside of season. Um, and when you get to the big events, they're really only testing the top podium athletes. Um, and you're not getting a complete picture. They say random drug testing in sports a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're missing some randomness. Yeah, and, you know, even when you say random drug testing, like this year when we qualified at west coast classic um steve and i were tested and i mean that's not random they took the top two athletes on the team and tested them they tested stevie super strong they tested me i'm already in the drug pool already from being individual athlete at the games um i don't find that very random from a standpoint of they knew exactly who they were taking from our team they didn't pull it out yeah, of a hat there's no question <laughs> you we know this brings up a point though what does crossfit do with testing in the future i mean how, mm-hmm. how so how do we how do they solve kind of what problem you're yeah. talking about right now? What, what do they do? Do they test? I mean, I don't know what the costs are, but I would assume that they would be astronomical oh, yeah. to test everybody. I mean, if they want to consider, and this is another point that I have, if they want to be considered a legitimate sport. And by the way, I'm never, I don't know if I've ever heard CrossFit say legitimate sport. It's us that want yes. them to be considered Correct. a legitimate True. sport. So. I don't know if they're very if they're even interested in that, mm-hmm. you know. But but um, you bring up some good points. I got some stuff to yeah. to, to backfill on that once you're well, once you're done. But it's like it, it's that's the question. It's like what do we what do we do? Yeah. So I did a little research and I looked into you know this summer with the 2000 um, Tokyo Olympics or 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Um, there was a lot of track athletes that tested positive or that were banned, and you heard a lot of stories around you know why people couldn't run and all of these different things. And so I kind of went and did some research on um, the World Athletics Association, which is the World like Track and Field Association. And when I got down into the details, twelve um, percent of their budget every year is focused on doping and drug testing, um, and you know following these athletes around. And I started you know looking into it a little more. They have. Um, they have really like 25, uh, staff members solely focused on drug testing. It's like percent of budget. It's not a percent of, of yes. yes. If your budget goes up. Correct. Like, yes. yes. It's not a set amount, like 12% every year there. So if they're bringing in more money, that more budget is focused on that drug testing. Cause you have more athletes, you have a bigger pool. Um, you know, and like I said, they have 25 members specifically focused on their, um, you know, board focused on drug testing and education, testing, um, you know, intelligence investigation, you know, so if someone does come up and, you know, say, oh, I missed a test because of X, Y, and Z, they're able to, you know, um, look into that or, you know, looking at different supplements, if people are saying their supplements were tainted, things like that. So it's kind of, um, that's a huge amount and a huge focus on that itself. And, you know, they started saying why track is starting to get more um, positive results, which is, you know, 
positive and negative for the sport, but they're, um, they have a thing called the diamond league, which is probably what you could start to compare to our, um, you know, Wadapalooza, Rogue, the events outside of the world championships, which would be our game season, you know, their world world championships is kind of their games, I guess, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so this diamond league, they test at every single one of these things. And they also have very focused testing. So if someone reports that they think someone is, um, you know, using something, they go and test them multiple times. And that's why they're getting more um, positive tests because the isolation itself doesn't work. So, you know, people can take a substance and it can be out of their system within three to four hours. And, you know, you may never ever be able to test them. But if you start testing them um, more regularly, you start to see differences in their actual, you know, blood or their urine or things like that. And that's when you can start to actually pull out things that are um, in their system that are illegal. And so, um, you know, it kind of that that kind of stuff where you're getting a more robust picture is actually you know showing that more people are using or things like that. Um, and you know, this is a lot to ask. Like we said, you know, CrossFit may not want to be a legitimate sport, but most of the athletes want it to yeah. be a legitimate. And they might sport. be. I'm just saying yeah. that, that that comes from the fan base mm-hmm, for sure, and not from yeah. CrossFit. I'm not. Um, I can't find it. it this second but like for a long time it's said on their website like the sport of fitness like that yes. was kind of the yes, slogan and they do i mean i i would say uh you know there's i think we can we can't like confirm that they say that they yeah. want it to be a sport but all well, legit all, when i say i mean like they say the sport of fitness yeah yes. um they say the fittest on earth but do when you ask them that and they get you dive down to it or, you know you really kind of dig down to it do they want to be you know actually that. like, like legitimate they like, want to be yeah. you want to you know hey you say football or mm-hmm. yeah they got because they got their testing pool and you just talk about track they've got their testing pool and stuff like that so it's like I, they have never really yeah. ta- tackled that direct topic i think dave castro and justin bird wanted to be right yes, like for yeah. sure and so maybe the question now i mean ruth like rosa it's like when does they when yes. does cross i want this to be a professional sport um maybe i mean there's he's only been on board for what a year now yeah. and, oh, yeah. and i mean so like it might be something that comes down the road so and i don't think we're suggesting like the budget or the resources that the olympics have compared Correct. to yes. crossfit <laughs> is very different and we know that those are not like um apples and apples or whatever but like the percentage budget thing is like that's something that mm-hmm. that's something that crossfit can can take or whatever that's a that's and it's I, so. This is where my head goes. Is that if you don't have the resources to drug test like you want to, mm-hmm. then transparency is probably the best yes. default. And so, like, and set resources. So twelve yeah. percent. This is mm-hmm. this is the budget. Yeah. We and we. Uh, I I don't I don't. It's gonna be hard for anybody to judge the numbers. So I don't. Yeah. I, I asking, hope they're not being afraid. You're asking CrossFit to open up and <laughs> yes. say yes. You know, give actual game plan. They can't even put yeah. out a, you know, a, a what do you call it? The the season. Yeah, you know, the athlete handbook. Mm-hmm. Like the, two years ago, they did it like halfway through the season. So yeah. it's like you know, you're. I think you're asking a lot, but I see where you're going with that. That's a that's yeah, a good way yes, to do it. Yes, yeah, but good um, luck with that. And they're making. I mean, the opens 155 days away. You know, they uh-huh. they yeah. announced it. Uh, they so they they at least have taken one step in that. Uh, yes, they're going in the right direction. direction sure. And um. Uh, but like, I think, uh, I, I don't know I, that maybe I'm being too wishful thing, but if, if there was going to be an exception for cross the brigades world, like drug testing and kicking athletes, banning that, yes. that would be the, uh, the hope. And I think they want to be, you know, they, they you are, have to, that has to be at the top of the list. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. It? And, I mean, you can't, I mean, they freaking made a documentary about making it like banning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're, they're definitely open. Like they're, yes. they want to be that. And so that's, um, so the, the hang up is like, oh, maybe they'll see, they'll think we're spending way too little on it. And it's like, it will be embarrassing. They don't want to show that. But that's, I don't think that that's how people would like react. No, I think people would be excited to see. Um, and like we kind of just said, more transparency from a standpoint of, I have no idea besides one negative drug test that Ricky Garrard has had, what has happened in the past four years. Have they tested him more? Um, what is the protocol, right? Like, I was just saying when I was drug tested at SLU for four years, um, if you got, if you tested positive, you were in that drug pool every month for the next year. And if you, if you continue to show negative drug tests, then they would take you out of that pool after a year. But that was once a month and that's college kids. That's a mid-major school Mm -hmm. that is doing that. And, you know, CrossFit doesn't have any sort of 
rule book as to what it is just that you're in the drug pool but how many times you need to be tested you know things like that i think would make people more open athletes more open to someone that tested positive come back because they can see like oh they're actually um they're taking steps to show us that he is clean and he's following all these rules and things like that and we just have no idea and that makes it really hard well, yeah, and we, we don't know, but what I do know is you, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been around you for, in this drug pool, you, what have you been in for five years now? Uh, three. Okay, so I know we can go off based what your drug testing history and mm-hmm. mine, because I was, I was a master's athlete there and they didn't test me, they didn't, yeah. I, I could have been, you know, shooting up in yeah. the bathroom before I went out on the field. Um, and, and my thing is too. Anybody listens to this from CrossFit, bring it. Yo, yep. come come test Taylor. Come test me yep. tomorrow. I'll meet you. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I would I, gladly I'll, be tested. I'll drive to you. Um, yep. Bring it because I, I I'm up for more testing. But here's the thing that I do know: you could, Ricky could have walked away from this thing four years ago mm-hmm. and been doing testosterone and and Durabol and every other thing out there that that helps you in this sport for three years straight and just said, I'm not doing CrossFit anymore. I am just roid raging out. Mm-hmm. Got clean, signed up for the open and could be right back here. Yeah. There's no, and, and there is athletes doing that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there is athletes doing that because the, the data is there. Yeah. People are getting tested and getting popped. So, mm-hmm. and what you brought up, which somebody might not really have got into is that you could be you could be not doing anything with it. Not to, sometimes we look up some of these athletes on like who the heck is this yeah. person, like uh, you know John Smith from such and such, and you look him up. He hasn't done the open ever, and you're like what? The? And he's got like a mm-hmm. you know two seventy five snatch and his de- six thirty deadlift. And you're like what is this guy doing? Yeah, and you don't know. I mean, I hope that that guy is just working his ass off and is natural, mm-hmm. but you know signs point to um you know looking at him yeah. and, and you can see like literally blood pumping through his <laughs> yeah. neck and his arms and you know he's screaming after a uh you know going berserk after a, a, a big lift you know <laughs> I, I i tend to believe that hey maybe there's some ulterior uh substance mm-hmm. going on in there and that, that th- those people can sneak into the open sneak into quarterfinals mm-hmm. get to semifinals and they can make it to the games and they can clean up their act along the way yeah and the thing about peds is it's like a rubber band once you stretch it, it never goes back to the Correct. original original position so it's you know it's you know it's, it's giving you an advantage snatch 275 pounds you can snatch 275 pounds yeah, i mean you, you just you gain the confidence yep. in your abilities even if you're not on steroids you gain the confidence in your abilities to do it and that's a huge mental hurdle to clear and so um i'm hearing two things like i think i mean we can all agree that everybody in well, sport once. Yeah. Can I, can yeah, I go, go on go. one more thing that Matt go. mentioned? So, you know, Matt and I had talked about after this past year with COVID, like we were kind of interested to see who came out of the woodwork. You know, um, there was really no testing that we knew of until March of this year because people were afraid to go to people's homes. There was no competitions whatsoever. Everything was online. There was nothing in person. So no one was being tested. And we were kind of curious to see how this season would unfold. Um, you know, with everybody coming off of that year and if how many no names would come out, yep. come out and be a big name. And, um, you know, I don't think, I mean, we really haven't seen a ton of like people test positive for steroids, but you could get through the open, you could get through quarterfinals, you could get through semifinals. And if you were doing an online semifinal, you were not tested until you got to the CrossFit games. There was no drug testing whatsoever. And so from a standpoint of you could have been doing steroids until, I don't know, 24 hours before the games and been completely fine. And that is crazy and if you want yeah. to be an official sport. And yeah, so if you want the cheat code, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah. you, just get, you just gave it to me. And I think, I think so we're, we had a goal to like keep this uh, like around 30 minutes. We're going to be going over. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is too, uh, too good of, and too big of a thing. Uh, it's important. So, so uh, I'm waving the time cap. Thanks. And uh, so like, uh, but everything you just said, yes, absolutely. I, I think you can maybe give them a, uh, you know, 2020 extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, in oh, a, uh, so, yes, yes, I agree with that. So I think what we're saying, we're not accusing um, CrossFit of like, yeah, this is, this is anarchy. Like what is, but we're saying like, this can't happen again. Like this, mm-hmm. this is like uh, I said, if you want to be an official sport yes. that, you cannot go a year without testing people. Yeah, and so absolutely not. That's so, unacceptable. There's and, no way. Yeah, no. And I think, I yeah, and I think like 
it's reasonable to expect that just like kind of how like regionals, I, I would, mm-hmm. I would assume that once every semifinal is back to being in person, it'll be like that drug testing. like regional. Yeah. And you know, but the thing like in 2018 when they had regionals, they randomly drug tested people and I, and granted CrossFit specifically was running those events. Um, but they randomly drug tested people on the first day and that's why they had a lot more positive drug tests um, or they just tested them throughout the weekend. And this year there was not any drug testing underneath the stadium at West coast classic until Sunday that I yeah. noticed. I mean, they, they had a, they blocked off a whole locker room um, that we were in to do the drug testing. So in regionals, it, you know, if you can go back, even back up to regionals, mm-hmm. is that what you're saying? Yeah. In um, 2018, that's when they caught more people. Yeah. They caught some people because, like in the 30, you know, in the ranked in the thirties yes, because they were randomly testing people when they came in on day yeah. one and day two. Yeah. I think they walked in there like, Oh shit. Yeah. They had uh, a little panic whoop. moment for sure. So, and those are the people too, though, that came out, those that were in the top or in the, like the lower, you know, 20 to 30 that they said like, yeah, I was just trying to make it to regionals and yeah. be able to play. And so they came out and were a little more open with, I did that. I did it and I apologize. And you know, I accept my sentence. Yeah. So. yeah. That's that. Is, I've heard that. Like that's a common, uh, sentiment. Like you're, you're, you're going to find the, um, performance enhancing drugs on like the fringes, the fringes, regionals to games, mm-hmm. game, you know, quarterfinals mm-hmm. to semifinals, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, as opposed to like the top 20. Yeah. Um, why? Because is it because they're hiding it better or is it because those people aren't using that's the, that's the ultimate question that can't be answered. Can't be answered. I think, uh, my uh, quick one sentence is that those are the people that are like the most desperate to take the next step. Yeah, correct. I agree with that. And I think, you know, and that's, you're not, I'm not asking CrossFit to ever test all of the quarterfinal athletes. That would be asinine. Um, but I think everyone that makes it to semifinals should be drug tested at least some point because those are the people, again, even if you go back to Ricky, he took first place in three events and was top 11 or top 10 and 11 out of 18 events. Like those points matter. And even if you have a semifinals athlete that gets, you know, out of 30 people, they get 20th. If they get two first place workouts in their events and then bomb every other workout, that's a big point swing for people potentially. Um, and so that's taking away valuable points where you're, you know, potentially affecting the outcome, affecting who makes the top five or whatever to get to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. They also have like a lot less to lose in the sense of like Noah Olson, you know, just ran like he's, um, not only just so good of an athlete, but he's also built so much of like a brand too to like that dude. I'm not like, don't be, but hungry. I mean, he, he should be obsessive about like, dude, what is going on about it? And I'm sure he is. And, uh, that's, so that's, those are, that's, uh, again, we'll never know the answer. Right. That's those are You're right. So you got a Noah that does w- very well in the open. He does very well in, in the, you know, he's top in the, mm-hmm. in the open, top in the quarterfinals, top in the semis, uh, in, in top in the games, you know, he's, he's going to get tested. That's, that's obvious, you know, that, and they and I, to my knowledge, they're testing him. Well, let's take Mara on our team. Yeah. She did, you know, average, you know, well above average for, you know, obviously, um, she was like a thousandth in the open. Do we need to, if she does a thousand in the open, do we need to cry at CrossFit to test her? Probably not. But, no. you know, she did good and good enough in, in quarterfinals to move. She was like 400th in quarterfinals. Yeah, quarterfinals. But then she joins a team, mm-hmm. and now she's at the West Coast Classic. I almost kind of agree with what she said. You know, at some point, you know, maybe that athlete needs to be tested. Mm-hmm. I've always been suspicious of Mara. <laughs> yeah. no. Definitely not suspicious well, of Mara at all. <laughs> I love it. I, no, but it's like, you know, and then that athlete, so, mm-hmm. and then she ended up on the game's floor. So she came through the open, not getting tested, through quarters, through semis, made it to the games. If we would have, you know, we uh, go back and listen to one of the other podcasts about how we finished up. But yeah. what if we would have made it to the last day? We made it to the top 10. And she, you know, it, to, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. the only ta- the only they only tested uh, the top five teams. The right? top five. So Who it's knows, like but. she could have been using the entire season and never mm-hmm. gotten tested. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a very good point though. That's a, that's why I'm saying, you know, semifinal yeah. athletes should be tested because that's, they are that taking, might be, the, that might be maybe a, a yeah. flashlight on, on an idea. Yeah. Just because they are team individual, whatever it is you are taking, if you are on steroids or whatever, you are taking points away from someone else. And our semifinal came down to, points you know what i mean like and not so much between fifth and sixth place but third fourth and fifth i mean it was what a five point swing it was not a lot of points so (laughs) from that same point that's going from even getting prize money a thousand dollars to three thousand dollars like that's a big difference you know um so that should definitely be maybe a little bit bigger focus from that same point 
I'm going to throw in another, uh, um, pile, let's pile on. Let's do it. <laughs> we just keep piling. When there was not any cuts to the games, it, it's a little less big of a deal. Yes. A little less. Correct. When you introduce cuts, mm-hmm. it's 29. I mean, Daniel Brandon is the case point number one or whatever of the, the consequences that it can be. Um, it's a little better with the cuts being later in this year, but yes. there's, I mean, you know, you, uh, a team, every North American semifinal had a team test positive. Somebody from, right? Like yeah, Mac. Each semifinal. Yes. Uh, except maybe Atlas. I never yeah, heard the, about the three Atlas. In person. The three in person. The three in person did, yes. And then they cut the teams down they didn't to get 20 tested. and 30. They didn't get tested. Yeah. Because Atlas didn't get tested. Well, online, Atlas right? didn't until get tested there. until the games. Yeah, so. They don't very know. well could have. We have no yeah. idea. Um, and then you're cutting to 30 and 20 mm-hmm. for, and then you cut to 10 for teams. For teams, yeah. And so you start doing the math and it's like, okay, there's, there's a good chance if we tested everybody here that the wrong team, that there's a team that didn't make it to the next phase that, mm-hmm. that should have or would have. Mm-hmm. And that's the, so that's an interesting weight the cuts of the games, Dave is passionate about them, and I think that there's like reasons for them in the sport. Like you said, it's a sport. It's, yes, you know, and it's there's in track and field. There's prelims, quarters, semis, finals. Right? A, they they want it to the be a professional thing. sport. There's cuts yep. in golf. There's no problem with that, and it contributes to the spectacle, which is a very big like big deal in this yes. in this sport. Well, it makes it more than just about first place. So who's t- battling for tenth? So who's for 20th? yeah. So my in my mind. Um, the balancing act or the the to to be passionate about having the, the cuts means that okay that I need to be equally passionate about improving the drug testing to make sure I have the rights. Yes. That's the hopefully what it comes yes. out to be. And because that's what their that's what their the response is always our goal is to get the fittest mm-hmm. to the games and to find the fittest. It's not you know, all the other stuff is just fringe. So yes. I think that has to go hand in hand. That's a good that's a very yeah. good point. And so that's and I um so I just I it's not going to be anything fixed overnight or in a season, but that's uh, that would be nice to get the communication. Like, okay, we are we we do realize the importance of with cuts that mm-hmm. right we'll get there. Like that's I mean, hey, yeah, Taylor did Taylor get sixty first or did she get fifty ninth at the the, the yeah, games right exactly so that's, yeah and these are these are huge. Uh, so and I think everybody wants it. So the, I I would be. Uh, I think all the top athletes want it for sure. Yeah, and I, I you know they started to try to formulate that athlete committee and I think it might still be alive. I don't know um, who's necessarily on it. I know like Annie was on it. She took herself off of it because she wanted to compete. So it's people that aren't competing is how I understand it. Um, But you know, from that athlete committee needs to be more focused on those kind of things as well, because you know, you've got your Patrick Vellners out there who don't get to stand on the podium. You've got your Daniel Brandon who got 10th in 2019, but really probably could have gotten like fifth with the workouts that were given to her, you know? Yeah. Um, and so those athletes, you know, we need to like stand up and fight for ourselves in that aspect. And maybe it means, um, you know, we don't have, I don't know. I think CrossFit itself can keep continue to build the brand. If they get a new sponsor, maybe all that money goes to drug testing or things like that instead of, you know, um, different things but it it needs that money needs to be focused somewhere for sure yeah and it needs to be like i i think to a extent public or not like this this percent goes and yeah. like that's that's decided upon like and that that i now we're daydreaming here but if you had like a players union like the pfa mm-hmm. and that it would be like every five years or 10 years we just like we have to have negotiations to be like this is the amount of revenue yes. that will go to that mm-hmm. and like in the nhl and any other sport you like the players pay escrow to the whatever. I don't know if I'm saying that right, yeah. but to the union. Yeah. And like usually that's cut for other things. Maybe in CrossFit that happens one day where that go, that's mm-hmm. happening. That'd be great. And like part of the players union money Even is like, like it goes into the drug testing. Of like, your money, yeah. go, like your wins and, go to winnings, go to drug testing or yeah. whatever. Or, yeah, so like I think that, a lot that, of athletes would be okay with that. Exactly. That's uh, I, I do too. And that, that would, um, so I, I think that that's, you know, and like I said earlier, you know, you bring up, they need to be more clear about things. And, um, I mean, like I said, SLU, mid-major D1 school, they were very clear about this is what happens. Um, you know, every, these people know your results. Like, that's what it was, you know? Like, <laughs> um, and They've been we were, pretty good about putting the results out. They've been good about the results, but they don't What's tell you the... What's happening after yes, is the And they don't the tell question. you, like, 
there's just no process, right? Like SLU is like you get drug tested every month for if you, you know, stay clean for a year, you're out of the pool. Well, you're still in the pool, but you're out of the every month pool. You know, is CrossFit doing that? Bottom line, (laughs) it seems like they're doing the bare minimum to get by. There could be more. There needs needs to be more for sure. Yeah. And I, um, to wrap it up, let's, to summarize the issues we're trying to combat or whatever the, so the punishment for Ricky, right, is that no matter what he does for the rest of his career, he will have, if he goes and wins the CrossFit Games, there's going to be 25%, 30% of the community that no matter, is, he's on, he's drugs and doesn't believe him. He'll never. Yeah, just read the and, comments. And that, and, and he, I, and he, I'm, my hope for him is that he'll like kind of own that or, you know, like that's, yeah. that's part of the, yeah. he's, he paid to, his, he's, he's paid that's his, he's paid his, the best way he could go about it. Actually. He's paid his time, but this is the, the after effects. The other crimes are the ones with cuts, the athletes that don't make it, the Velmers, and even the people, the guy that you're like, you came out of nowhere and you're deadlifting that, and you, you, he's guilty before innocent in the eyes yeah. of the, in a mm-hmm. lot of people. And then the, the, you hear Noah, Patrick, and those people like, uh, talk about all the time. They are projected not only from like outside spectators, yeah. but also like the, the, the Ricky's like, oh, I know that they gotta be juicing, so I'm gonna, ju-, and like, no, yeah. I'm not, and like, mm-hmm. this is, so there's, um, it's it's not for who got ninth and tenth play. You know that's part of it, but it's a lot more as well. Um, yeah. And uh, I think everybody wants to do it, so that's I guess the hope. Maybe this Ricky thing can turn into us a more open discussion. I was going to say there needs to yeah, be more conversations, we're and we're hoping that this kind of starts to bring some some of those to light and have some of those you know other athletes bring this topic up as well. Tommy Marquez is. And an interesting uh he probably has the most perspective on this that he so we'll have to get him yes we'll mm-hmm. shoot our shot get him on the podcast yeah. bring him on he's he's in the uh straddling of he knows i'm speculating here but he knows a lot from both sides of the equation to where mm-hmm. he can't he clearly watches what he says because he can't get like there's mm-hmm. he, you know that's a that's a boundary line just like any journalist or media person um that has their sources and whatnot but he's very knowledgeable and hat like He's on those uh, Q and A's. Like he corrects people. He's like, "No, that's not how it works. This is how it works." And mm-hmm. he knows. So I'd be well, interested and, to see. You know, right. I mean, that's kind of interesting too, because like I said, I've been in the drug testing pool for three years, and I don't really know how it works. And that's that's hard. You know, it's a hard from a standpoint of like, um, we just don't know. So Ricky will be in Dubai, and we'll see what happens from here for the sport. But yeah, at least people are ta- people are certainly talking about it more now. So for sure. All right. Well. More to come on that for sure. More to come. (laughs) 2022 will roll on. See you guys next time.